Hi, everybody, and welcome to a really unique uh, Advice for Life with Lynn. Actually, it's almost an hour-long podcast. It was a talk I gave at Florida International University at the Women's Summit recently, where it's a summit basically to empower women to help them achieve their badass goals, to give them tools to better themselves. It's an empowerment summit, and I was asked to give a talk on how to accept your body, which you know I think a lot of us struggle with. I still struggle with it, um, but I've come a long way, baby. So in the beginning, I talk a little bit to this group of women about, you know, my own struggles. Honestly, I shared things in this <laughs> talk, uh, this summit that I never have shared before in a group of people, um, especially being an on-air personality. So uh, I don't know. I just felt very willing to be vulnerable. So maybe my experience could help somebody else and them. I brought on an expert uh, in this field. She is a personal trainer, uh, former um, athlete, mother, and yogi, Masi Miranda. And I've known her for many years, and she's got one of the most positive outlooks on life, and it's specifically about your body. One of the least judgmental people I've ever met. So she's perfect to um, help us all learn tools on how to accept our body. So I hope you really enjoy this. It's uh, chock full of information and entertaining. And if you want, you could also do a couple of the exercises that we did in this class and in the summit as well. So enjoy and tell me what you think. Oh, and if you don't do anything, do one thing every single day, not to say something nice to your body. That's it. I love you, body. <laughs> and I love you, everybody. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Awesome. Thank you. All right, I don't want to. Okay, we're going to start. <laughs> and TV 30, whatever, three years, went channel 731. And, you know, I talk for a living, storyteller, whatever, chatty. And I don't know, this is like way out of my comfort zone. So, you know, if you guys ever push yourselves to get out of your comfort zone, you know you're growing. So even if I fall on my face today, it's going to be okay. So hopefully I won't be falling. Okay, so thank you so much for being here. Are we going to keep the door open? All right, that's fine. Whatever. We're not going to tell the secrets. I love uh, the funniest thing that was just said to me. Some woman said, you help raise me. I don't know how to take that. Yeah, I started when I was five. Yeah, no. I'm 56 years old. And I've been at Channel 7. I've never said that out loud. And I've been at Channel 7 31 years. I went to Channel 7 thinking, I'm just going to go for two years. Then I'm going to be a war correspondent. I'm going to go to New York and whatever. That didn't work out. But it actually worked out because I'm exactly where I am supposed to be. So you're so funny. Thank you so much. So I'm Lynn. Uh, yes, I'm a TV person. I um, uh, anchor the news. I write stories. Storyteller. I co-host Deco Drive. Do entertainment too. But I'm also... My other passion is to be a life coach. So what's a life coach? So I feel like I'm a student of life. I'm work in progress, W-I-P. So things that I learn that work for me in my life, tools that I have. I can tell I'm nervous. I'm getting out of breath. Um, I just try to share them with people, and that turns me on. So I have a website called Advice for Life with Lynn. I have a podcast called Advice for Life with Lynn. And one of my most popular podcasts is the very first one I did. I've done like 200 and some. And it is called How to Accept Your Body. And out of all the podcasts I've done, I'm like, God, why, why do women, what, what does that say? We have such hang-ups with ourselves, right? And we judge ourselves and we judge others. So that's why I was really excited to talk about this. And I love that this is called Power Up Shifting Gears. So what does shift mean to you guys? When you think shift, who, who can drive a stick shift here? Go girl! Yeah, me too. Right, even if you can't, you go girl. So um, shift means, right, you move, you shift gears, right? There's movement. And movement 
comes from change and change comes from the brain. So we change the way we think. So this talk is going to be the way we change the way we think about our body. And I, I have a guru who's going to help me with that. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the voice in the head. I'm not going to talk more than four more minutes, trust me. But um, the voice in the head. We all have a critical voice in the head, right? Do you guys remember when you first had your critical voice in your head about your body? Just nod your head or go like this if you remember. Like your first memory? My, I was seven years old. We didn't have internet. We never got magazines. It, we never went to the movies. It wasn't like anybody said, my mom said, your body sucks. I don't know where it happened, but... I was in Columbus, Ohio, St. Michael's Catholic School, and we had this plaid uniform, went to here, and I was getting ready for school in the morning, had my, my skirt on, and we had knee highs to go to here, right? And I'm like, I guess I was ready early. And I took my hand around my knee, and I was like, God, if I just could cut that off, I'd be so cute like those skinny girls in school. And, and notice how he said skinny and cute? Interesting, right? So I was like, God, if I just cut, I didn't even know about plastic surgery. I shouldn't, anyway, no, we should not cut our fat off. Anyway, so that's when, it's good to know when we first um, had that critical voice, just so we can like validate ourselves. Well, yeah, man, that sucked, yeah. You know, you didn't feel good enough at seven. You know, nobody's fault, just, okay, I know where it came from. I don't want to relive seven for another 70 years, so I got to change the way I think. That's what this is about. Um, so my shift, take a deep breath, my shift came I was many years older. So, so yeah, the knee thing, and then, you know, just like you guys had bad body image, I, I was like, let me try to be anorexic. That takes so much work. So I was, I was anorexic. It does. It has to be, you know, to have a disease or a disorder, you have to invest everything in it. So I became obsessed with calories, working out, popcorn, shrimp. That's all I had. And I was like, I don't know, 91 pounds. Hey, skeleton. And I just felt so bad about myself. I couldn't, like, I had to sleep with a pillow between my knees and... I was lying about what I was eating, and I was just starting college, and I was like, well, this sucks. This takes so much work. Somehow I pulled myself out of it. I don't know how. And I focused on my grades and myself, and I, you know, I snapped out of it. I don't know what the cure was. But still, bad body image. The thing that really changed me and how I view about my, my body is when I made a decision in my, I don't know, how old was I, mostly 40-something, to hire a personal trainer. That seems so self-indulgent. You know, like therapy. Ah, oh, that's for rich people, you know. Go to whatever. Italy, that's for rich people. So I hired Mossy Miranda, and I was like, the goal was to look better, right? We exercise so I can look skinny, I can look good on TV. But Mossy has taught me to change the way I think about my body and exercise. She has really been my inspiration to learn how to accept what I have to work with, um, to appreciate what I have to work with, and now... I exercise. I actually go. This is my husband. We, I go to the gym not to not to look good for him, to look good for me. I buy lingerie. I mean, whatever he benefits, but I buy it for myself so I can be like, you know what? I'd screw you. Whatever. I'm, I mean, it sounds. It just. It's a. It's the first time ever that I'm doing something for myself, and I encourage all you guys to maybe consider changing the way you think, the way you dress, the way you exercise. So without further ado, that was a long introduction. Here now is our guest, Masi Miranda. Is this on? Check, check, check. Oh, thank you. So this is Masi's, I think she did a podcast with me. But that was it. This is not her cup of tea. So you are also out of your comfort zone, correct? I am. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Okay, so what do you, what do you feel is the number one criticism in general? Because you, Masi, you know, she's got a lot of, you've had some men, you've had some men, but in general, I mean male clients, excuse me. <laughs> That's a whole other subject. <laughs> That'd be a fun one to do. Um, what, what is the number one criticism women have on their bodies? They, they point out certain areas and they only get rid of them. I want to lose this. How do I get rid of this? And and uh, come right here, in the light. Okay. Come to the light. Come to the light. Yeah. So you know, there is no such thing as spot reducing. It's surgery, and it's unfortunate um, because uh, you know women just need to be trained right in your brain, not in your physical bodies, because we're stronger than than most people. Um, but the way you train yourself is to Focus on the way that you feel 
of what you've done rather than what you look like. So, you know, it's kind of like when you, uh, like when you have someone who is smoking, it takes the first two weeks to quit smoking to really get over the cigarette. Um, but the addiction is in the, you know, to stop the addiction, you have to um, focus on the feeling. Well, today I feel great after I just walked with my friend and, you know, um, camaraderie is really important. So if you have someone to join you in your effort, that would be great. Um, but for the most part, people just want to be listened to. You want, they want to hear what you're going through and people need to let go. So a lot of that junk that we have inside and, and focusing on our body is actually coming from inside. Um, so, so what do you tell, I mean, come on, people come to you and say, you know, like I'll come to you, I'll go, oh, I want to do abs today. Um, what do you tell the, a female who says, you know, I cannot stand my knees, <laughs> let's work on those, or somebody who's obsessive? Like, how, give a tip on how, you know, to help that negative voice in the head deal with a certain body part. It depends on how bad they are. So I've had really situations with people who are in, in, in a very bad state, but for the most part, I would have to see them often. So um, if the person is just, you know, they, they kind of get the idea of, of exercise, but they're still having trouble, then I would give them uh, two a day or, uh, or more than one time a week. We would really sit there and talk about their schedule and really focus on giving them that hour and putting into their schedule so that they can, that was there. And when they do that hour, it's like a gift that they give themselves. Like, I, I'm really focusing on this. And so you do one, and then the next week you do two more. So then, you're not focusing on, for example, the needs. You're saying, this is about focus on giving yourself. Yeah. This is I, time I, for you. I don't listen to that. That's all mm -hmm. coming from something. It's all those things that we say to ourselves come from other places. You know, they come from someone saying it to you. They come from you, you know, so unconsciously we do it to ourselves. When, when we go choose the Diet Coke over the water, we say, oh, we, we turn off and we go blank. We become unconscious and we have these, rather than saying, water is uh, H2O, it's good for my body, it's hydrating my organs, it's increasing my metabolism, mm -hmm. um, it's increasing my metabolism, it's helping me think, it's helping me sleep, um, it's helping me use the bathroom regularly, um, which is a victory in a lot of women's lives. Um, and so, and it helps, you know, in, in moments and weeks that you have moments of nerves and, and you're stressed or whatever, we tend to uh, become dehydrated. So hydration is important. So now when you choose between the Diet Coke and the water, there's more weighing on the water than it did on the coat. So that's a conscious decision. So when I'm with my clients, mm -hmm. I try to give them as much information as I can to try to brainwash them. The other <laughs> man. She does. So let's talk about, okay, so like I used to have a problem with Diet Coke. Like I didn't think, you know, you think well, what's the big deal, but it is uh, crap. Um, and I would, you would talk about weaning me off that. But what I, let's talk about judgment, because Masi does not judge. I mean, she's human. I'm sure she judges, but she's a good example of lessening our judgment. Let's talk about judgment and guilt. Like, ah, oh, I should have gone to the gym today. Oh, I missed two days of the gym. Oh my God, you told me to be out to Diet Coke. I had two this weekend. Or how, do, what is your advice on how to handle judgment and guilt within ourselves? Forgive. Yeah, just. Well, I didn't eat well yesterday. I went crazy. I drank. I partied. I ate Taco Bell, and I, I was coming home because my body could just not take anymore. I had Burger King, and I had that Whopper. Yeah, it's good. Uh, that drinking was awesome. I had a black. Get over it. Mm -hmm. Start again. Just wipe it out. You, if oh, I want to eat that cookie, that that burger. I want to do this. I want to. I want to eat it. So I eat it. Go eat it. Yes. Go eat it and start again. Don't don't wait. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. My my uh, my guru, her name is Gaya Budai. She was a uh, she she taught me yoga. I should have given you this mic. I know you're not used to. It. Just hold this a little closer to your mouth. Sorry. Thank you. She she was uh, an incredible yoga instructor, and uh, she's like the first thing she says is just Masi, just go be happy. <laughs> just be happy. If I said Gaya, you know sometimes like as a trainer. You, 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 women, you know, they're, they're hard on themselves, but as a trainer woman, 
you have to like look fit and you have to go through that. It's like you have to look at what you're eating. People are looking at what you're eating. Right. Um, so, you know, I went through my little problem of, of image and until the day that I, I, I said, I'm not finding you anymore. I am who I am and that's okay. You know, I, I, the moment I feel bloated, I feel bloated. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You feel bloated, they drink more water and the bloating is gone. You, have you guys ever heard of Eckhart Tolle? Who's heard of Eckhart Tolle? Raise your hand. Okay, right. So he's this guru. Um, he's a little over my head. But he talks about being present. And I will never forget, Oprah was interviewing him. And, and he's like, if you're going to eat a bag of french fries, exactly what you're saying. Eat everyone presently. I like to eat in the car, frankly. If I'm, I'm sitting in the bed, I don't want anybody to look. But he's like, even if you're in your car, like eat. Like, I remember you telling me one time, you're like, yeah, I was just craving. I didn't think you were pregnant. You're like, I was craving Burger King. I was. I remember calling Belkis because we share we share Mousy. Uh, I'm like, oh my god, Mousy, Mousy, have Burger King. We can have Burger King. But Mousy was like, you didn't, you didn't guilt yourself. You're like, it was great. And I mean, I, I don't think she has it, but once a year or whatever. But is that what you're saying? Like, yes. be in the moment with whatever it is you're putting. Just let it go. You know, don't be so hard on yourself. Just focus on what's more important. What's more important is that you exercise. And exercise, again, it's another word describing a lot of things, right? You could exercise doing, you could do landscaping. You can help your friend move. That's exercise. Just be active every day. Park farther from the place you're going to go, you know, walk farther. And, uh, and just exercise, because you'll see, but continuous exercise is best, you know, because then you really feel that the, the, the endorphins, endorphins, yeah. everything's spilling through, your, that chemical just spilling through your brain. It's like a, it's addictive to feel that good. What do you, what do you, okay, so let's talk about that. So, but what if, what if we miss, what do you do, how do, hello, we speak for a living. How do you handle self-judgment and guilt when you miss a day at, uh, uh, at the gym or when you're, you're so tired, you're like, I don't feel like helping my friend. I want to park close to JCPenney. I, I, you know, sorry. What do you do with those negative feelings? What's your advice? I like to dance, really. Uh, I try to find something fun to do and try to get over it because that space is not good. It, you get stuck there. Think about how long and how many minutes and hours you're spending unhappy just because you didn't do something. Just the next day, just plan, put it in your schedule again. Talk about your schedule. How can I incorporate this this really good thing that's good for me and for people around you because you're not, when you exercise, you're not only affecting yourself, but you're also rubbing off on other people. So it's really not about you, if you think about it. It's about how you rub off on people. So if you continue to stay there like, Oh, I didn't do that. How does your friend feel about you feeling that way? She's like, I don't want to hang out. She's like, sad. She didn't work out yesterday. <laughs> you want to be with the person happy who people. is yeah. that's happy. Hey, let's go for a walk or, or let's go dancing tonight or whatever it is. But find a, a reason to move every single day. Find a reason to move. You, the best meetings are done while you're moving. Sitting down at a place... It's probably good to write and stuff like that, but when you, if you really want ideas to come out, yes. walk and talk about them. We'll, we'll move at the very end of this. Was gonna, we were going to do handstands at the beginning. But isn't rest important? Right? Rest Sometimes. Important. I mean, I heard, I've never, ever injured myself. This summer, Masi took off. Thanks. And uh, we went to the gym, and I thought I was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And whatever. I lifted too heavy, and I hurt my elbow. I hurt myself. Hurt a ligament, whatever. And it's just reminding me, like, okay, I'm here, and take it easy. Well, is how important is rest? Is it okay to have a day off? Is it okay to rest what hurts? So normally your body needs, you know, 24 to 48 hours to recover from the damages you've done to it, which is exercise. Exercise is truly uh, a damage to your body. You've, you've exhausted your body, so you, your body needs to recuperate. And... Um, the best, uh, I always tell Lynn, I'm like, the one thing that I'm most proud about is the fact that she shows up so much, you know, <laughs> comes to see me, but that she um, has never really been injured. And the, the focus was because we always, when she comes in and, and we're about to train, I don't have some log book or t- telling me what she's going to do next, like how many sets or reps. or I, She's there. And, and the purpose for Lynn to be there is to strengthen herself. 
So you can strengthen someone by normally just exercise, you can box, you can, you can bike really hard, you find strength in a lot of things, but if Lynn comes in, and I know she's been sitting down for a 20, she's filling in for Belkis, and she's done like 12 hours sitting, I'm not gonna get her a squat, you know? So you have to think about where, you, where if you are on a plane, First thing is hydration. You have to hydrate because normally we dehydrate when we're flying. So you give yourself a 24-hour hydration period, and then you you know you do your thing. But you always should rest between your workouts and between you know um, between breaking your muscles. Your your muscle needs rest. And let's talk about that strength training. How many people? How many women here lift weights? Okay, great. For me, and I'm, you know, whatever, I have an average body. But what I like, I, when I first started uh, with Masi, I didn't know that scary part in the gym. Um, you know, with all, with all the man weights and everything. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'll be over here, you know, on the treadmill. Bullshit. Um, Masi has trained me. She's taught me how to lift heavy. And now going to the gym and being with my husband too, you know, like attracts like. I'm not so intimidated anymore. And what I like about lifting weights and strength training is it affects my mind. Like when I feel strong, I can lift something heavy, not too heavy, elbow, but when I, when I push myself, I mentally feel strong. I feel like, okay, I can handle this situation. I'm a badass, even though sometimes I'm melting. So talk to us about how important strength training is. So this, what you're, what you're initially talking about is having a goal. Right, when we have goals, there's more of a purpose to what you're doing. It gives you a reason. Well, I'm walking every day and I'm not getting anywhere, but if I walk every day and I kind of calculate, you know, how much calorie I'm burning, or, now you have a scientific method to try to get to your goal. And I find that that's number one. So if women have goals, then they're not just randomly looking for, you know, some type of class. They're doing something towards a goal. So that also helps to change your, your, your lifespan. But a lot of times women get into things and they're not prepared for like, the amount of weights that they are given. So classes tend to have, um, they, they train for the majority of the people. So the majority is you know really strong and they're gonna teach the stronger um, population. But when it comes to strength. knowing what you're gonna do and your strength, you have to kinda you know, start off with those two weeks of walking, get yourself moving again. And then once you're there, look at your gait. Make sure that your your back is not hurting, that you're okay. And if it is, then you need to start incorporating some stretching. And then you can then get into weight training. Weight training, I find, is like the the peak of of exercise. Because a lot of people get into these classes that are that these trainers are pushing weight on them, but she has she sits down all day long. So now she's heading for an injury. So it's always being aware of your body and, and knowing what your body truly needs, whether it's sleep. I know that CrossFit class is calling you to come in and you're like, I need to get to my, but I'm tired. Mm -hmm. So if there's a possibility, now you're dealing with an injury in that space, okay? So always be aware of how you feel and, and cater to that feeling. I think that's the one thing that, if I can leave here saying that is, Follow the feeling, not the weight, not the food. You know, eating well is eating well. When you have food in front of you, you only eat things that grow. I always tell them. Except for that cheeseburger, whatever. Yeah, except for that cheeseburger. Those are moments. okay. But go back to eating things that grow from a tree. The cereal grow? No. So stay away from things that. But hold on, I don't. I'm just going to put you on the spot. You, I want you to talk about. And strength training isn't for everybody. These are just general thoughts. You know, take what you want, throw in the garbage with what, what doesn't work. But talk to women about the benefits of strength training. I'm not saying, you know, 180 pounds. I'm saying, you know, resistance. So, yeah, as, as women, we get osteoporosis. And so when you stress the muscle that's connected to the bone, you build a calcification between the bone and the ligament. And that increases the calcium of the actual bone, you know, so creating that, that, that uh, tensity from the bone actually helps your bone grow and it allows you to bear more weight. Um, unfortunately, you know, we, we as women, we, we have to 
supplement vitamin D and because we do have bone loss. And, but yeah, that's what strength training does. Uh, mix in with, obviously, cardiovascular exercise, which is anything over 20 minutes of continuous exercise. But, um, yeah, strength training is important for, for women. What is your best advice? Give me three top tips, all of us, three top tips on how to accept our body. By the way, I, never, I didn't go over any of these questions with her. I, I'm sorry. I'm like, we talk all the time. It'll be fine. So you take a minute if you need to. Three top tips for how to accept your body. One, be present. Okay. Always being present with your breath, right? So, you know, sometimes we, we're out of breath and we, we make the wrong decisions. But, you know, when we're excited like this and something comes in, you know, just try to find your breath first. Be present, know how you feel, and then make decisions. Um, two, share it with others. I think that as a community, um, we've, we've kind of drifted apart from each other. I know for a fact that um, I never have group classes. I don't really like them. I'm a very private person. So um, during COVID, I did. I took on lots of classes to try to bring community together. Camaraderie is the best way of staying on track. When you have friends to help you and push you forward, or you start a group and you guys can talk amongst friends and you can, instead of having coffee or, or a drink, let's do something better, let's walk and have water, you know? Having a walk, maybe even, when you walk around your neighborhoods, you're also doing crime watch, right? So we... <laughs> <laughs> so, Masi's always like half like, do you have your knife on you? Oh my God. And as women, yeah, as women, you have to carry a sword. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm That's a whole other subject. But okay. Protect yourself. When you do exercise outside, it's important that you, this is true. you have a, a sword on you. I say sword, <laughs> however you want to carry it. But yeah, I think that women and children are victims always because we don't. But stay safe. Be present. You know, be present and share it with others. Very nice. Okay. Um, so I'll give my top three tips I have not conquered, you know, so total self-love. But um, my top three tips would be on how to love and accept your body. What I try to do for myself is, trust me, every day, I'm like, uh, that needs to go, this needs to change, you need, a, you need more spanks. So I have that negative voice in my head. So I always try to go to appreciation, right? So that's what I want you guys to do right now. Um, that's my top tip, whatever it is, you're going through appreciation for your body. This, uh, you guys don't have to, this isn't school, but do you, you guys all have a phone. Okay, great, I was gonna say paper and pencil. I want everybody to write down in your phone the body part you cannot stand. Nobody needs to know. This is private. And while you may be hesitant, you might be judging yourself, just accept that judge. Like, oh, look at me, I'm judging myself. I want to put like my hair. No, get real. The body part that you wish you could you know, change for anything. You guys know it? it? Looks like you guys are like right on it. Masi, do you have anything? Nothing. Masi well, yeah, is then Buddha. I wish I was taller. <laughs> okay. Okay. She wishes she was taller. Okay, so under that, I want you to write an appreciation for that body part. Even if you don't feel it, you gotta like fake it. Like, oh, that sounds like the right thing to say. I don't care. Write it down. Are you gonna cry? Yeah. Why? Um, yeah. Well, I wrote my belly. Okay. And I said I carried my two children. Praise be God! Yes! Yes! That's what I'm talking about. That's one of my parts too. Yeah. I look at myself. Yeah. I'm like, man, God, I would love a tummy tuck. Flat, and I'm like, God, man, that looks so good. But we talk about this, and I don't want that scar. But I tell myself, yeah, man, I grew two people. Of course it's not going to be taught. Good job. Yeah. My, my other one is my ass. So I'm like, God, my ass is so freaking fat, big. Even if I was, when I was anorexic, I still like had an ass. It's like, so I, I tell myself, well, at least you have an ass. There are people who like, get surgery. So, but it's not like instant. You're going to have to, for me, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm cured, now I love myself. No, it's like daily. Oh, I hate myself. Remember, you have one. I hate my belly. Well, remember, I grew people. Anybody else want to share? Ah, oh, oh, you're so brave. What, 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 what did you write down? Um, so I wrote that I, I can't stand my arm because I have a disability. Okay. And um, 
what it's taught me is how to control my emotions because it reacts to hormones. So keeping myself in check and having a good mental state helps my everyday until my end of days to be as pleasurable as possible. Very nice. So do you struggle with that every day? Uh. And um, it's just it's just weird because you're still a young person, like you still want to date people, and then mm -hmm. people look at you weird because you look different. And then on top of that, you're in pain, and then you have to explain mm. to everyone why you are yeah. different. And it kind of just gave, it taught me to have grace for myself and not yes. have to answer everyone or just be as vague but polite as right. possible and kind of just leave it to who I actually want to share that information with. That's beautiful. Boundaries. And you know, when we, when we over-explain, we get into defensive yeah. and then we're not really loving ourselves. Yeah. So it's like, it's my arm. Can you show us your arm? It's beautiful. <laughs> very nice. You're very brave. And you know what I love too? Thanks for sharing, both of you. You know, and it's okay not to share because even writing it down, you're being brave. But when we are vulnerable, right? And when we tell people, like I told you how old I was, um, we're, we're healing, we're growing, we're stretching. So that's great. Awesome. I wish I was taller too. In my next life, tall legs, small ass. Okay. <laughs> so um, I go by, I, I know this is supposed to be an hour, but I go by feel. Like if I'm getting bored, you guys are getting bored. So the very, this is sort of, we're sort of wrapping up a little bit. Um, but I've got, speaking of uh, getting out of my comfort zone, I wrote a workbook, just pumped it out. And um, it talks about, it's a seven-day workbook on self-awareness. So sometimes we don't know how to be self-aware, right? And self-awareness is, to me, simply of being aware of yourself. Instead of like going through life, doing the same thing, that's what we do. Um, sort of like going to the gym and looking at yourself going, what do I want to change? How do I want to better myself? So this is a workbook uh, on manifesting. It's what, we do it for every day, manifesting money. Manifesting, welcoming, welcoming our issues, welcoming insecurities, projecting, changing thoughts, triggers, support, and last is fun. So I'm going to give these away to the first eight people and a little cup too, a little positive cup, uh, who ask us questions. So who has a question for Masi or myself? Go ahead. You're our favorite. Yes. yes. So I wanted to ask Masi um, how your style of training women has um, changed throughout your career with new fads coming along. For example, um, the new thing I, I, I hope everyone is on TikTok and knows about it is cycle syncing for mm -hmm. women where different exercises are um, done through your luteal phase and all these different phases. So how have you... Um, conducted that through your personal, like your training and training everyone else? Good question. So, um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I actually, when, when now I'm, you know, I don't have any social media, um, so I don't see the new fads coming out unless they, someone tells me about them. Um, but I, I went from trainer in the 90s, training was a lot different. It was, uh, you know, cleaning, it was hardcore, yeah, the weights, they did look scary, you know, and um, and then training got to cables, you know, things have changed, I, I then was an athlete, uh, a college athlete, and then I graduated into the yoga world, and when I got to yoga, I, I went on that journey, and yoga, I find, is a beautiful complement to weight training, um, it also, I, I, I'm a 500-hour uh, certified teacher, and then I became a pre- and postnatal teacher. So I followed uh, my own path. So when I was a trainer, I I went from that hardcore college to then training athletes myself in New Mexico. Um, and the training styles in in the West are a lot different from the East. Um, they mix in a lot of uh, they do they're more goal oriented. So they, there's a lot of women that do triathlons and, and they swim. There's a lot of bikers. And here it's more about my body, right? So the, the idea of training the body normally is for a reason. Um, so, yeah, I, I, the yoga world is, is a beautiful complement to training. So I mix it in my training. Um, whatever she's feeling, she comes in and she's feeling like, 
I need to hit something. I'll say, <laughs> I need to hit something. We're gonna box. So I'm also a boxing instructor. So we'll we'll I'll, I'll put her on a two minute uh, speed bag, and just to get her focus back on. If I see that she's a little uncoordinated, well, I'll start just working one side. Um, and if I, I normally test her, like when she comes in and she she warms up on the bike and she lets go and then. You know, she starts to stretch, and then after her stretches, she'll all see that she's a little bit off. Then we'll do things to fix that to then get her into the training. And so that's why I'm saying to be aware. If you have an injury, like just do other things. Don't 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 be the don't live in the ego. Cause that's do what's why, best for you. Yeah, that's right. where you were before. So get out of the ego and do what's right for your body. But mix everything. Try everything. I love you, know. you guys. So I'll get to you all. Let's, your hand's been like losing blood. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so how, Masi, do you deal with or have you encountered women in your you know, career training where their image issues and their body positivity, body positivity issues may be more of a mental nature than a physical nature, so maybe a little bit of body dysmorphia? or that sort of thing going on where no matter how much they've worked out or how much they've done, they're never happy. Like, that's this, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so I always, I always, um, all, all my clients, they, they, they are referred to blood results first. We do blood tests, we test thyroid, we, we do everything that has to do with metabolism and, and my, our goal is to print out another blood test in three months and see that your cholesterol is down. Those are goals. Those are real goals. But she's also very positive, you know. So if you get the mindset out of the other, I had someone like this, and, and she worked really hard to overcome her, her, she, she, um. Body dysmorphia. Her body dysmorphia was very bad, and, and, and I kept focusing her on the science, and we did daily phone calls. So having someone to talk to is important because these things are happening to everybody, just no one's talking about it, so you feel alone, you know? But everyone's going through what you're going through, you're not alone, you just have to talk about it. So we'll, we'll do, so you guys don't have to hold your hands up, we'll do this group, and then we'll go in the middle, and then we'll go over here, we'll get to everybody. Um, but I, I just wanna to add to that, um, yeah, that's great, you can go to the science, but I hear your question, and what I hear, because I saw, we all, every woman in here has body dysmorphia, okay, right? Um, but what, what helps me is being in the presence of somebody who's positive. So she reminds me when I'm not with her, which is six days out of the week, uh, to tell myself that. Like she'll say, I'll look in the mirror, you know, if I'm doing rows or whatever, and I'll, I'll see, oh, you know, flabby tricep, whatever, you know. Uh, and Masi will be like, you're getting so strong, you know. And so I tell myself that, you know, look at the positive on your body. Look at that muscle popping out. Look, you're here on a Sunday. Yeah. Something positive. That would be my tip. Maria get up today. Right. You know, I help somebody else. Maybe so a service. I, I wanted to ask you, um, when you're balancing between work life, your family, and everything, let's be realistic. How many hours in the day to think about your body? Mm. So when when you how do you build the tools to become conscious on baby steps on okay, I need to take care of my body or how to start well, first of all, most women, and I'm sure some men do too, but most women have a hard time giving to ourselves, mm -hmm. right? So what I tell myself, and this is a little easier for me because my kids are in college and Navy, but uh, I've now given myself permission to take care of myself. And taking care of myself means loving myself. So that may look different for you than me. Taking care of yourself may mean 15 minutes of a walk or 20 minutes of locking yourself in the bathroom. Sorry, honey, I'm not available. Or not going on social media for a day <clears throat> so you don't have to compare yourself. Um, we just have to make a decision. You know, not, it's not all going to get done. Nobody's going to be happy all the time. We're going to let somebody down. Somebody's going to have feelings. Boss is going to be happy, whatever. Um, we just have to make time to give to ourselves. That's the best answer. Do you have a better one? Yeah, or, no, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just a decision. And I know, and then when we don't give to ourselves that day, not to judge ourselves. And if we are judging ourselves, to accept, well, there I am judging myself. I'll do better, you know, tomorrow. 
Uh, did you already ask a question? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I suffer from a uh, hypothyroidism. I have thyroid issues, and I just me too. Uh, it's, I think like I I lost the battle. I just I have no energy. I would like to do things, but it's nothing happened. I have tried so many diets, and it's not working because my thyroid is crazy. So um, I just want to know how to silence that voice and tell me it's over. You're done, or uh, you know, um, in how to avoid how to sabotage myself in that, and if there is hope for people who have thyroid issues. Yeah, your 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 issue is very common, very very common. I, I have thyroid. thyroid. You have thyroid issues. My wife has thyroid uh, issues, so um, yeah, the thyroid it's it's a it's a ongoing battle, right? Um, in yoga, you know. I hate to refer back to yoga. Yoga is kind of a science, you know. They 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 do positions um, or asanas that stimulate certain things. So, um, like the 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 headstand where you throw your legs behind, or you know when you throw your legs over and your leg is like kind of stuck and your throat is crushed. This is a, a thyroid stimulant. Um, there's things that you can do. You can add that for your set. Like, let's say, I always tell Lynn her set. She'll come in, I'm like, I see something going on. I'm like, this, the next two weeks you're doing, this is the homework. I, take, I write it down on the board. I see you're doing eight-minute warm-up. After that, you're doing bands. Because shoulders and hips are super important. Make sure you always start off your exercise with shoulders and bands. Bands for shoulders and bands. Mm -hmm. And then you go do what's for you. Right? So her thing is that she sits a lot. So I have her do pigeon pose. You know, pigeon. Right. Oh, I love pigeons so much. Feels so good. <laughs> but yeah, the the uh, for the thyroid, I suffer from hypothyroidism too, and those yoga poses are great. Anything upside down, yeah. you know, to get things flowing. And it's not going to cure you, right? But at least you're making a mental uh, a movement towards this is good for me, mm -hmm. and for a moment you're convinced. That this is right, and it could be right, and you could be doing zero. Like the doctor convinces you to take the pill, you do your own little pill taking, but physically, you continue to get out there and do your thing because this is, this is the the energy will come. You know what I mean? Energy creates energy; it doesn't take away. Mm -hmm. so, okay. Thank you. So Over much. here. Yes. Um, so my question is picking back off of hers. Um, which actually you may have answered, but I'm going to ask just in case. Um, how do you stop the voice in your head that is that is focusing too much on other people watching you? Oh, and, great. Because <laughs> I know that's a problem I have when going to the gym. Putting on my music is not enough. So I'm always focused on, like, oh, people are watching what I'm doing. And then as a backup question, how do you even start? Like, how do you even... Because I go to the gym, and my default is, I'm going to go to the treadmill. That's just kind of it's safe. <laughs> it's safe. I, yeah. know, I know how to walk. Um. <laughs> so, um, can I? Yes. Okay. Um, so, there's, there's that voice, right? We all have it. Um, you, you let it come. You allow it to talk to you. Mm -hmm. You listen to it. You breathe into it. And you quiet it. Just listen. When you judge, when people judge others, and or if you're judging yourself, you have to hear what you're saying in order to quiet it, right? So maybe you can. I always do the opposite. All oh, people are looking. No one's looking at you. You're okay. You know. I speak, to, but I always listen to my like. If I'm in the car and someone cut me off, I'm like, who are you? And then in my head, I'm like, why? What's affecting me is actually me, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm telling me I'm mad. Rah, get crazy over that person. Why? Sit there and think about it. Uh, you know, think about what you're, how you're, what you're going through, and then just calm it down. Give yourself a moment to calm it down. Breathe into it and allow it to come. Though, don't fight it. Like, don't fight the cheeseburger either. <laughs> Eat it. You know, just allow that to happen. Allow is a very huge word for me. I always tell them, allow. It, it is the A word, and it is the key to, I feel, all healing. You call it allow, I call it accepting. 
whatever it is you want to call it, yes. When you're there and you're like, oh, people are looking at me. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing this right. Oh, my God. You know, you're probably making up a whole story in your head, right? Beautiful movie, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, and I'm sure you can add to that. So, yes, I would piggyback on what you said, to use your word. Um, allow, and I accept. Oh, I accept I'm making a movie. Wow, that's a damn good movie. Steven Spielberg would love this. I got a whole, I got characters going on and music. And then once you allow, because when we don't allow, we stuff and it stays there. When, you, when we accept, this is how shitty I feel right now. Yeah, I'm feeling really shitty. Okay, well, you can't get any lower than that, but if you don't look at it, it can't leave. The energy literally stays in your body. So you just accept it, you're on the treadmill, I'm on the treadmill. Then for me, once I accept it, then I don't want to stay there the whole hour. I don't want to, if I'm at the gym an hour, 40 minutes, I don't want to stay in that crappy, shitty mode. Go to positive. I'm here. Look how cute these cute pants. I'm, okay, I'm focusing on my set or whatever. You know, how, how much more time? I have 15 more minutes. Focus on positive. Then the ego will want to go, oh, but look, let's go to the movie. You're going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And eventually, you'll go more positive. So train the voice in your head to accept, allow, and then positive. To me, it's a, it's, it's a routine. And eventually, I feel like the negative goes down. Because you're there. And the fact is, you're there. Even if you sat in the bathroom. There You're there. Saying, look good for her. Look at her. She decided. Nobody's looking at you. Yeah. I, that's. What, I, I mean, I don't look at anybody. Everyone I mean, who's at the gym is thinking the same thing. You know, we're all like, And if they are looking at you, they got nothing else to do. They should, they're not doing a good workout. Yes, go ahead. But you think that, like the lady saying, allow it, accept it, and then say, so what? Okay, so so if they are looking at me, then what? Beautiful. Go ahead. I love your purple hair. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so prior to the pandemic, I was the fittest I've ever been in my life. I was kickboxing. I ran a half marathon. Like I was doing amazing and I felt really good. And then the pandemic happened and I graduated to stretchy pants and, you know, that kind of sedentary lifestyle where I wasn't getting up to an office um, and I, my office was in my home. It was 10 feet away. And I gained 45 pounds. I become completely sedentary. I went so far as to, a couple months ago, I got a dog to force myself to get up and walk. Good idea. Um, but I still have that feeling overshadowing me where I'm like, I was doing so good, and then it's almost like the pandemic became an excuse to just not do anything. Um, and I'm just like getting dressed today. Like I can't even lift my my arm up all the way because I don't fit into my clothes. So it's like, what would the two of you say to someone like me who used to be at that point where I was really fit and strong, and then it's almost like I just gave up. That I don't want to. You know? Yeah. And I don't see you getting, say you took a little break, you know, mm-hmm. start again, you know. Yeah. Change no, your nothing mindset. Nothing ever ends. Nothing, it's always continuous. Don't think like this. You're using it as a crutch right now, and it's not, it's not. You already recognized what you did is you allowed it, you recognized it, and now you need to take it and make it, put it on a little poster and say, because of this, that's why I'm going out today and doing this. So I can do the opposite of this. Do the opposite. Find yourself again. Those first two weeks are the hardest. Just mm-hmm. fight every day and put your put every day. Get out there and do your thing, and you'll see. Focus on the energy. I feel great today. <gasps> Look at that. I can't wait to and put your sneakers and your clothes. This is important mm-hmm. to start. Put the clothes you're gonna wear in the bathroom the night before. Definitely. Get in there. Oh, I don't feel like getting up. Put on the shoes without looking at them. Hopefully they go on the right feet. And give yourself five minutes, eight minutes of walking for it to go away. And then you're there. And you're like, okay, I'm here. Now I'm going to do this. And then you start getting that energy and that heat comes in. And you're like, as soon enough you have Gloria Stefan playing. You're like, oh, you know, you're like getting crazy, right? So it's just 
get that momentum going. You're like, get it rolling again. You're so beautiful. What What is your sadness about? I just, I felt really good about myself and where I was at a few years ago. Expectation. Can, yeah. I, can I offer? Yes. This is a women's summit. Just because I had four kids, so, and with my first, I got up to well over 200 pounds, and for me, that's a lot. And I know exactly what you feel like. And I just want to tell you that it's just one day at a time. Yeah. Just right. you decide, and then the next day you do a little bit more. The next day you decide, I do a little bit more. It's exhausting to see it so long, right? It is, yeah. And and trust me, it's it's hard to climb back. Your knees hurt with the extra weight. You know, I'm out of breath. I can't run anymore. But you will get there. You just have to love yourself enough. Get up to do it. Commit to do it every day. And don't don't beat yourself up. We all fall, and mm-hmm. we all get back up again. Yeah, uh, yeah that's great. Change your playlist. Change your music. playlist. Put get your into music. You know, I got to Jay Z now. I lo- <laughs> I, I love that. And I started to braise. I'm like, oh, I'm only Jay Z, and I put that that you know the one in Paris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. My final advice for you would be: first of all, you're very brave. Thank you for sharing. That's first step toward change, right? Do something different. Shifting gears. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. Uh, my, you know, I'm always about the brain. So I would, what I like to do for myself, write down ten things I love about myself, mean it, and put it in front of your toilet. You may not always refer to it, but you need, we need to remember the positives about ourselves. You know, like Masi said, you know, at least I got up today, at least I'm moving, you know, one thing at a time. Great advice. Thank you for your support. I have a question. Okay. Yes. Are we, are we done over here? Okay, yeah. I have a question. We'll get to you, don't worry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You worked you worked with me? We grew up to, no, we grew up together. We grew up to, uh, did I did I raise you? No, you didn't raise me. Okay. All right. But my, my question is that I I'm more worried now about the younger generation. I have my youngest mm. is a, is a, my daughter. She's 15. She's going through body image issues. Mm-hmm. I had an eating disorder when I was a teenager and I just I feel like I know we had it hard with magazines and what what we thought was supposed to you were supposed to look like a twig back then. And now, you know, it's worse because there's so, social media yes. and TikTok and filters, and there's no way to look like that snapshot. Right. And what do we do for, for these young girls that actually have it worse than we do? Yes. I have a great answer for that, and it's a great question. I have a 21-year-old daughter, um, and I, she said to me the other day, she's super fit. And she's not, she's, you know, we're all, she's not perfect. She has body images too sometimes, but way less than me. And she said to me the other day, she's an eel. She works out. Like, I mean, she's super strong. She's about my size. She said, you know what, mom? I realized the other, um, I realized recently talking to one of my friends that you've never used the D word, diet. And I did that on purpose. Because I was always on a diet growing up. My mom was always like, ah, talking about her body and telling me about how bad she looked and what was wrong with her. So I didn't want to mirror her. I purposely, I thought about it. I was going on diets. I just didn't tell her. But I think she's 15. She's going to be you. You know this already. You're a mom, right? So our kids just can't help but mirroring us. So... Um, as many times, social media, they have it so, and Masi has a young daughter, it just social media is from hell. I, I have so much compassion. As much as we try to control the phone, it's everywhere. I would just try to be um, her mirror in terms of being honest and being healthy, making good choices and, and sharing whatever your insecurities are, but also a solution to it. You know, like I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling guilty today, but I'm going to accept that I'm feeling guilty because I need to rest. That's my advice. What is your advice, Moss? Um, I think that, uh, you know, we, we, we're all in the same boat, and I think um, for the most part we can really just try to be as present as possible. You know, sometimes we're triathletes. Most times we're moms. You know, we're always in a competition, right? Uh, but the, the point is to stay as true as you can to how you feel. I'm going to cut you off because we're going to have to end soon. We have three more questions. I'll get to you last, I promise. Go ahead. Yoga. I did um, Bikram yoga for a long time. And that's, um, for those who don't know, it's the yoga in the room that's... The hot, the hot yoga, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Um, I was dealing with fertility issues a little while ago. I was tightly just sprung and just nervous, anxious, just all over the place. And one of my doctors said, yeah, you need to read some of that because nothing's going to work and you're going to keep going crazy. You have to figure out a way to you know, let go and so go and try yoga. And what do I do? Not knowing anything, I find... <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, since then, I tried yoga again because it also helps after having the kids and doing different Not things. Bikram, no. But, no, but I, I can't. I don't know how you feel about Bikram. Some people feel a way about it, but being that you, you know, are a yoga instructor, what do you think about Bikram compared to the other types of yoga? Vinyasa. Or, yeah. In, in the real sense of yoga, Bikram is not considered one of the styles of yoga. There's three. There's Ashtanga. There's uh, Shivananda and um, Hatha Yoga. And uh, these styles are, are particular to the person who invented them. Um, most of them are, are Gurujis that came down with them. They, like uh, Iyengar uses the blocks and the straps and all that. That was BKS Iyengar who had, he had an issue so he would mm-hmm. always just use the straps to get us more as aligned as the other ones who weren't using the chairs and the blocks and the straps. So uh, Iyengar is a very, uh, you know, more of a corrective yoga. Each style has their benefits, even Bikram, mm-hmm. even though it's not part of the house of, of what, they've, what you learn uh, when you become a yoga instructor, it's not a style. But he came out with this because he had a, a mm-hmm. he was a, a runner, I believe, and he had an issue. So as long I started off with Bikram, and as an athlete, I'm like, oh, this yoga stuff, this is, <laughs> yeah. you know, the athletes don't do this, you know. And when I did yoga, I cried my first class. Yep. I'm like, I need yep. a teacher. I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. So, Release. Um, it was, I find that yoga is great for everybody. Uh, it's a science. It's not a religion or anything. It's, it's a very good way for you to connect with yourself. Even at the end, the most important part of the class is the end. Yes. Where you do nothing. <laughs> It's 10 minutes. Normally, if they give you 10 minutes, it's a good teacher. But the five, 10 to 5 minutes that you get is so beneficial to us just uh, um, being... So do what feels right. Okay, I don't, want, I don't want to leave... You're going to start. Go ahead. Last question over here. Okay. I actually have two more. I'm going to try to come Okay. So you talked about, um, like, not feeling guilty if you had the burger or you had the drinks. Yeah. How do you not, like... Not feel guilty, but then not be like, well, I did it, so I'm going to keep doing it. Because that's what I kind of do mm-hmm. sometimes. So how do you get out of so that? This is that. Oh, so yeah. when, you, when you're consciously making conscious decisions and your body feels great, you're, 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 you, now I want you guys to focus on those two weeks. You have those two weeks, you're doing your thing. And every day you wake up, I'm like, feel good. I'm not having the Diet Coke. I throw all the things in my cabin. I'm making good decisions. I'm eating all the things that grow. And then I go do this. Mm-hmm. Really listen to how your body feels. Mm-hmm. You probably will not do it again. You'll probably get yeah. diarrhea. Yeah. You'll get stuck. Yeah. You'll go to the bathroom. You'll get lethargic. And you're like, ah, oh, no. And you think twice. But you've got to give yourself that moment of feeling clean, right? Yeah. To know the difference. And the difference between being competitive and not is the difference, right? So just start up again. You just took a little break. I never have diarrhea, and my body never has a problem with anything. But it does, but I do tell myself, like Phil Thor, the weather guy, has his candy bowl. I told Masi, I'm like, God damn! Every time I go by, it literally says candy, which is my sugar is my weakness. And I, yesterday I was, I and I worked out with Masi yesterday. I got up at five fifty, drove all the way down there, worked out with her, and I walked by, and I and oh my God, milk duds are the best. So I grabbed his milk duds. I'm like, God damn! I had them in my hand. I was like, Are you really? I mean, it's only four milk duds. But I said to myself. I drove all the way. I was in the car an hour to see her. Do I really want to give that to these four stupid milk duds? Yeah. So I said no. But if I said yes, it would have been okay. But <clears throat> maybe that helps too. Like asking yourself before, you know, being present. Do I really want to put this in my mouth? And working out early. So this is a trick that I have. Working out early actually helps you make better decisions throughout the day. Because when you do work out early, like yeah. I just killed myself this morning. And now this... This woman is ordering this piece. No, I'm okay. And oh, and when you say no, when you say no, you're think of like uh, like Super Mario's when he will go get all the coins, mm-hmm. you know, and Nintendo. Add it up. Add it up. When you say no to something that you really know is bad for you, you power up. It's like yeah, it does make you, you feel know? strong. And then when people see you say no, they're like, "What's wrong? Are you on a <laughs> are you on a diet?" Yeah. They say this word yeah. right. 
No, not on a diet. I just and then when they see how strong you're, like, I, should, I want a little bit of what she's having. It's a lifestyle change. It is a lifestyle change. Okay, wrap up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you're very patient. My question was very similar. Yeah. So my problem is not the working out. I worked out. I wake up every morning. My problem is that that hamburger is calling me every day, right? And then, like, how do you say no? Because I've, I've had a period of time where you just clean and all that, but then my body is the same. Like, I can handle the... I think I for me, I need to... Re- I don't get anything like that, but... You, need to re- you, know, you know it's a, it's a conscious you know. thing that is tapping into your brain. You're like, oh, right. oh, it's 3 o'clock. It's time for that. You need to, I feel like you need to replace it with something, yeah. you know? Right. But at what, time, what, at what point do you say, okay, I need to see like a nutritionist. I need to, mm. I can't handle this on my own. We'll answer that. We'll answer that question. I, I don't want to leave you hanging after, but since we have to wrap up, I want to do a small little exercise right now. Everybody stand up, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First of all, I really feel, I know it sounds so corny, such a strong connection with all of you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank yourselves for being here. This is an act of self-love, even taking in information that maybe you may throw in the trash. You're here, and it shows you're making time for yourself, right? Round of applause. So everybody take a nice deep inhalation in. Close your eyes and fill your whole body up, all your cells with love and strength. Reach for the sky, go through your crown chakra, reach, 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 and then exhale and let all that stress crap go like ducks do. You know how they waddle and get rid of all their the water on their feathers and then anchor it and give yourselves a hug. Thank you all so much for being here. Power up.